Hi, I'm Ramin Hartman with Indigo Studio, and today we're going to talk about education. In 2002, Timothy King had a new idea for a school. He's an innovative educator, and he founded Urban Prep, a whole new concept of school for the sole purpose of educating black male teens. It's a charter school in Chicago on the south side. Urban Prep opened its doors in 2006. At that time, 2.4% of young black males were graduating and attending college. That's one out of every 40 students. Tim's educational purpose was to start a school that would send black males to college, and he did it. He went to work, he rolled up his sleeves, and his success, well, it's just been phenomenal. Students are admitted to a four-year institution Institutions like Georgetown, Cornell, University of Pennsylvania, Morehouse, Howard, and University of Illinois amongst them. A phenomenal success. The schools are located in Inglewood and Bronzeville, and they are phenomenal schools. He changed the game. He changed the culture of teaching black males. He changed the guidance. He changed the counseling. He gave new direction for successful pass. And for the last 13 years, the students have entered college. He signs them up just like you do sports signing. The schools have been a total success without doubt, receiving public accolades from all over the country. In fact, People Magazine said that Mr. King was the hero of the year, and indeed he is. The motto of the students, we believe. Now, along the way, in 2022, Chicago Public Schools challenged Urban Prep with closure and tried to close the school down. We went to court, they lost, and the school was threatened with closure, but it remains open from the hostile takeover by Chicago Public Schools. Mr. King resigned, and with the alleged uh, things against him, and we want to bring the story of Urban Prep to light. Why would you close a school with a 100% success rate? A story that needs to be untold, mistold, and retold. Tim, tell me. How did you create Urban Prep? What was your premise? What was your goal? What was your thinking at the time? First off, Hermine, thank you very much for having me here and allowing me the opportunity to chat with you about my heart, Urban Prep Academies. We started Urban Prep because there was just the need for it. There was a problem in the city of Chicago and indeed and nationally uh, as it related to black male achievement in high school and then on to college. And so we started the schools with one goal in mind. We wanna make sure that these young black men have an opportunity to attend colleges and university across the country. And we're very, we're very proud of the fact that we were successful. I mean, we, our first graduating class, we had a 100% college acceptance rate and that has continued for each and every graduating class of Urban Prep. What's the formula for success? People often ask me what the secret sauce is and how we manage to ensure this level of success. It's a variety of things. I would say the first is just focus. You gotta be laser focused on uh, the students you serve. So 
we look at our students where they are and we take them where they need to be. And for us, that's ready to be able to go on to college. And so it's a lot of intense effort, a lot of people, uh, the students obviously, the parents, families, um, teachers and the whole culture and community. It's all about making sure that those students feel empowered and feel like they can be successes. Wear uniforms? Students wear uniforms every day, a very distinguished jacket and tie, every day black blazer with a red tie. And one of the things that we love doing at Urban Prep is when a we like recognizing our young men for all their achievements. And so whenever a student is admitted to college, we exchange that red uniform tie for a red and gold striped tie so they get to walk around campus with a red and gold striped tie. So the ties signify a status. The ties definitely signify status. They signify an advancement. And, and it's really a positive uh, type of peer pressure because what happens with seniors is they get a red and gold tie and their classmates are like, oh my God, I gotta hurry up and get into college so I can get my red and gold tie. And the underclassmen look up to those seniors and say, wow, I really wanna be able to achieve that. And it's a simple thing, but it really is powerful. What are the other protocols that you install? We wanna, we want to not just set high expectations, but we also wanna make sure that at Urban Prep, we provide students a way to reach those expectations. I oftentimes present it this way. It's not just about saying reach for the, the stars. It's about providing a ladder and giving the students instructions on how to climb the ladder and being there underneath the ladder to not only hold it, but to catch the student if he happens to fall and put him right back up there. So give it's, him a support it, system. Give him support system. It's a wraparound, wraparound services and ensuring that students have this level of success and support. It, in order to ensure they have this level of success, they need to have intense levels of support. How many students are in the school at one time? Yeah, so st Urban Prep uh, has had as, as many as 1,500 students enrolled. At one time? At one time, yes. And uh, those uh, students um, from grades 9 through 12, all males, uh, all African-American, and about 85 to 90 percent from low-income families. And another thing that I think is important to point out about Urban Prep, Urban Prep is located in tough neighborhoods and many of the students come from those neighborhoods and have to navigate the mean streets of Chicago just to get to school. And you've lost some students to violence. Yes, I, I mean unfortunately the, the way it is in Chicago every single high school and many elementary schools have lost students to gun violence and Urban Prep is no exception to that. So you, you, have, you have expressed um, the real change. You've made the change to get some kids in school with the sole purpose of you are going to college. That's the philosophy, that's the teaching, that's everything. Then you, you're also telling them you have to come back into your communities because you have to bring that education, that lawyer, that doctor uh, back into the community so you too can be a part of a new change.
Yes. In fact, Urban Prep Academies is the nonprofit organization that operates the schools, and it also has two additional programs. One is the alumni program, the other is the fellows program. The alumni program helps Urban Prep graduates um, work their way through college, the transition. get to and through college. Mm -hmm. And the fellows program is a workforce development program, and that uh, provides work opportunities to urban prep graduates so that they can get experience in their communities uh, working uh, and figure out how to further that that change and in any given year we will have anywhere from 10 to 15 urban prep graduates actually working at urban prep and working in the communities. It's, it's, it's very heartening to see a young man who was once a freshman at Urban Prep and graduates, goes off to college, and comes back and works at Urban Prep to try to, uh, what, <laughs> what is a new generation, try to educate and empower that next generation. We all know the awesome power of the sun. Your solar options could help fill your life with clean energy at comed.com slash clean energy. In comes company, the hilarious Tony award-winning Broadway musical about life, love, and good company. Critics give it five stars saying yes, it's really that good. October 31st and November 12th. Tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. Lewis is back. A wonderful world. The new Broadway-bound musical about the life and loves of Louis Armstrong premieres in Chicago October 12th through 29th. Tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. If you want to advance your education, career, or life, City Colleges of Chicago is close to home and second to none. With seven colleges and five satellite locations, City Colleges is in your neighborhood and online to help you learn and lead from wherever you live. You have a goal, love it, live it, with classes this fall at City Colleges of Chicago. We are business leaders, community activists, healthcare providers, leaders, scientists, educators, athletes, media professionals, artists. We are GovState. Closed captioning is sponsored by Governor's State University. Your slogan, We Believe. Yes. Tell me about We Believe and what really We Believe means and how that's instilled into your students. Our students every morning recite what we call the Urban Prep Creed, and it starts and ends with the phrase, We Believe. What's the creed? And the creed is a simple statement of purpose. We believe. We are the young men of Urban Prep. We are the creed was developed by our first group of teachers and administrators. We asked ourselves, what do we want our students to believe? And those 18 lines of that creed are the answer. 
It's important that we say it every morning so that they get it ingrained in their minds. Some students see the true value in the creed instantly. And for some, it may be like, why do we have to say this? It's all about that maturing and growth. You say this every morning, every day for four years, that starts to sink in and you realize, oh, I can do something. I can be a positive change in my community. We have core values and our number one core value is faith. And that really is what we believe comes from. It's that faith. As an educator, we've got some new elements in our society that are influencing students. How do you deal with social media? And now, how do you deal with something called artificial intelligence? The, both are challenges. And, you know, we, interestingly, those two issues really came to a head right in the middle of a pandemic. So you have a pandemic that shuts down schools and you have to rely on technology in order to continue the education of the students. Zoom, so you Zoom, Zoom calls. Media, exactly. And I mean, we were, we were um, the, we had to, it was one of our earlier battles. We were actually the first public school to reopen during the pandemic because we felt it was essential that our students have an opportunity to be actually in person in school. People don't realize this, but for a kid, school is a safe haven. Yeah, oh yes. It, it's, it's where we come for camaraderie, friendship, community, direction, guidance, that's what school is. Timothy, why do you think CPS is engaging in such a hostile takeover of urban prep rather than duplicating urban prep? It has been a mystery from the very beginning. Is it racial? Yeah, I will put it this way. You have an organization that was founded by a group of black men focused on educating black boys and sending them to college and empowering them. It's the only school of its kind in the state of Illinois. How about the country? The first of its kind in the country. And instead of embracing, supporting, helping that school, the school district, CPS, has chosen to fight it, combat it, try to take it over, try to shut it down. I don't know what the motivation is, but I don't think it's unreasonable to think that there's some racial basis to it. In the graduation ceremony for your students, you've gone downtown, you've gone in the Civic Center, and you've had the engagement of some of the mayors to attend the ceremony and help with the passing of the torch. We have a new mayor in Chicago. You've worked actually under four mayors. Right. And this uh, mayor that we have now is a former educator at CPS. Uh, has he been to urban prep and have you talked to him about urban prep and the whole proposition of black boys being educated to go to college? Urban Prep's been historically very fortunate to have the support of uh, many of the mayors and city council in the in the city, including Mayor Daley and Mayor Emanuel. Um, Mayor Johnson, who's been newly elected, has not visited Urban Prep, or ha nor has he spoken publicly in support of the work at Urban Prep. We got to appeal to that, don't we? I agree. I think it's essential that we have full support of success in our city and. You've got success at Urban Prep. What better way, right? Exactly. 
Sounds like it. And Timothy, thank you for being with us today to talk about urban prep. And we believe. Thanks. We believe in Timothy King. And we're not going to let CPS or anybody else shut a school down that is sending black young men to college. That just seems preposterous to me. Thanks. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. That's the sound of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills. With rebates and discounts on energy efficient products. So you can enjoy coming back to a home full of savings. Visit comed.com slash home savings. In comes company, the hilarious Tony Award-winning Broadway musical about life, love, and good company. Critics give it five stars saying yes, it's really that good. October 31st and November 12th. Tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. Lewis is back. A Wonderful World, the new Broadway-bound musical about the life and loves of Louis Armstrong, premieres in Chicago October 12th through 29th. Tickets at broadwayinchicago.com. If you want to advance your education, career, or life, City Colleges of Chicago is close to home and second to none. With seven colleges and five satellite locations, City Colleges is in your neighborhood and online to help you learn and lead from wherever you live. You have a goal, love it, live it, with classes this fall at City Colleges of Chicago. We're back with more talk about urban prep. When urban prep threatened closure, it was devastating news, devastating to the black community. A successful school was closing. A group of black men, they stood up. So let me tell you about Cole. Cole is an umbrella organization founded by 13 of Chicago's historic African-American men's clubs. The mission is very simple, to identify to examine and to illuminate and to find resolutions to problems impacting the greater community. And today we are joined by Craig Wimberly. He is the president of Cole, attorney Victor Henderson, and attorney James Montgomery. Craig, when you found out that Urban Prep was closing, it really ignited something. Tell me what your feelings were and what your action plan was. Well, we, we recognized the success Urban Prep has had in educating young black men. And so when we heard that it was closing down, we felt that was problematic. But what we did was have the leadership from Urban Prep come in, meet with Cole at what we call our Cole Breakfast to defend themselves against the charges from CPS. The chief operating officer and the chief academic officer did an excellent job of responding to the charges. And we knew then that we had to stand up and fight for the education of our black young men, and that's what we decided to do. We, um, we sent out um, uh, an, an action uh, issue of Cold News calling on our supporters to stand up, to write letters, um, to, to sign petitions, to do whatever they could to sound the alarm that CPS could not and should not close down urban prep. So, Victor Henderson, as a lawyer, 
what was the attempt of closing urban prep legally? Legally, I think there was no basis to do that. I actually got the call from Craig, and it was very apparent to me from the very beginning that there really was no legal grounds to close urban preps, nothing legitimate. There's the illegitimate, and then there's the legitimate. Mm -hmm. And if they had wanted to fix urban prep, the powers that be, it was very easy to do. And the powers to be would be that's, CPS? That's, that's, that's the mayor of the city of Chicago, and, and that's the governor. The governor they, of the state they, of Illinois. They, they, the, J.B. Pritzker and, and Brandon Johnson, had they wanted to, had the ability to step in and right the ship. And both of them were silent as church mice. Why? The, the, that's politics. I can't answer it. But as far as I was concerned, it was not just an attack on urban prep. It was an attack on all of us as black people. It was an attack on the black community. It was an attack on an opportunity for us to become educated. So they were either indifferent to us being educated or alternatively they were hostile to us being educated. So you'd have to ask J.B. Pritzker and you'd have to ask Brandon Johnson why they were quiet and, and still have been quiet to this very day. A political question it is. You'd have to ask them. Mr. Montgomery, you've been in corporate counsel. What's your take? This is a critical point. It's a critical issue educating black men. Why would you close the school? Why would you even think about closing a school that is 100% successful? Well, you know, the way I look at it is that not only does the mayor have a major role in that situation, the Board of Education as, a, as, a, as an appointed board doing his will has a lot to do with it. And those people who actually run the public schools are uptight about the fact that these young black men are becoming educated, whereas they're failing in their efforts to educate our black kids in the public schools. So urban prep more successful than the public schools across, across all measures. Across all measures. But it's also, as Attorney Montgomery has said before, when we find a black institution that is successful in our community, they find ways to tear it down if they can. And um, I would really like to commend Attorney Henderson and Attorney Montgomery for stepping up, assisting us in making this happen. I mean, they've been critical in strategizing ways in which we could fight the system. Uh, so thank both of you for doing well, that's, that. Well, that's what they do. That's what they That's do. what they do for real. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let me tell you, I, I, I spoke to, I won't call this name, but it was a minister. And I was saying, you know, Cole is fighting this and you need to go join. And he said, I don't think I can do that. And I said, why not? And he says, well, I'm just, we're not sure what the charges are and guilty or not guilty, blah, blah, blah. And, I, and then he told me, he said, I've had two of my sons went to urban prep, went to urban prep, graduated, went to Morehouse, graduated from, I said, you got the proof in the pudding. You should be over there in a lead position rather than a stand back position. So people do funny things. Victor, the court ruling agreed with your decision, your layman position. And the court said, it will do harm to the community to close the school. Assess that ruling for me. What does well, that mean when the court says it? Well, first of all, that was the second time. The, the judge ruled first time that it was okay to close the school. It went up to the appellate court and came back down. So, you know, most people don't know this or don't want to embrace this, but the courts are also, you know, political animals just like the rest of society. I think the bigger issue 
is that all of us who are invested, you know, again, Urban Prep is really, as you said, that's like, it's like the Morehouse of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And each and every one of us who want to see our communities rise up and our young men do well, we all have a vested interest in this. It's not just about Urban Prep, as they say, that's the reason for the season, but, but it's really about educating uh, young black men. It's about uplifting the black community. So it's a much larger issue. It's about elected officials not stepping up and doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is really goes to the core of the issues that we have in the United States about us as people trying to get to the next level and people trying to push us down. Mm -hmm. And so that, that was why it was imperative for what Craig did, for what Mr. Montgomery did, for us to step forward. I mean, this is a huge issue for all of us and people need to embrace it. Is it a national issue? Absolutely, it's a national issue. So. Let's talk about some of the changes that are happening nationwide on education as we see suppression. So in, the, in Florida, we see a book ban. In Florida, we see the slaves benefited from slavery. Jim Montgomery, make that work for me. Well, <laughs> keep in mind. How did we benefit? I want you to, I want you to justify keep that for in me. Mind. We didn't get paid. No, we didn't get paid. One. Is that it? Free labor, huh? <laughs> number two, we, we didn't have to worry about uh, food on the table. They fed us. And they, and they clothed us too, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but I think more importantly, as we look at the school and the educational situation, we need to look at the fact that these kids, instead of being uh, dropouts in the public school system and becoming gangbangers and dope sellers and shooters of each other. They are becoming people who are have jobs and occupations and who have families and who become good citizens. And there's something clearly wrong when a system says we're going to close these kind of schools out. And that's racism. And I mean, that's the, that's the bottom line, no matter where you take it from. And I look at our mayor. Our mayor should be deeply involved in this situation. He came from the hood. And we cannot allow it. Wow. Let me say this. What's the advocacy, Craig? Listen, we cannot allow systems to devalue the education of our youth, to devalue our institutions, to devalue our voices. And that's what we said. We're going to, our voices, we're going to use those. They're going to be loud, consistent, tough, and we will keep saying it until we win. How's the press treated this? Silence. White press. Silence. 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 Black press. Black press has done pretty good in reporting this, reporting our progress. But the bottom line is, you know, we've, we, we've come to the point now where we can't take the heat without taking responsibility. I mean, we are people who have gotten educations. We have an opportunity to, to, to do some things for our community. And if we don't do it, you know, then we are, we are right justifiably uh, uh, denigrated as people who are not good for our, our, our community. But as uh, some of the scholars have said, we're, we're the enemies of our community. So we have to look for the next generation. This is taking care of the next generation. It is providing, it is giving that structure, and it is black men. I don't think it's politicians anymore. I used to think that, Jim. I don't think it's politicians anymore. It's the community standing up. It's us, on us, for us, about us. And on that note, thank you for listening to our conversation about urban prep and about people standing up. Advocacy is important. It's important that you write that letter. It's important that you make that phone call. 
Call your congressman. Call the mayor. Doesn't matter what color he is. The issue is bigger than we are. The issue is for the next generation. We've got to educate black men in order for our communities to thrive and to grow. Thank you very much for being with us today. I'm Hermine Hartman with Indigo Studio.